Welcome to the Woe Podcast about horses and horsemanship. I'm your host, John Hare, and you found the place where we talk horses. I'm sure we've all seen horses on TV or even in person where they may be a long way from home. California Chrome traveled from California to compete in the Kentucky Derby. Horses gather from all over the world to meet at the Olympics to compete. Have you ever wondered how horses get either across the country or around the world? On today's show is Bastian Schroeder of Equijet, an equine transportation company. Equijet helps horses and livestock get from one place to another by plane. And it's not just horses. Equijet has even transported kangaroos and zonkeys. Joining me from across the country is Bastian Schroeder. On the show this morning, we have Bastian Schroeder. He is the president of Equijet, an equine transportation company. Good morning, Bastian. How are you this morning? Good morning, John. Very well. Thank you for having me. So you fly horses all over the world. We do. We fly horses and all sorts of other livestock and equipment all over the world. Well, what a fascinating career. Can you give us a little background on how you got into it? Well, this was never a career path I intended to be doing. Graduated from university in Germany with an MBA in taxation law, human resources, and economics. And obviously road horses and light horses and like the uh, aspect of organizing and managing within the horse industry. And that's how I stumbled across the horse shipping. At some point, I did that for some people I worked for and then eventually made this a career. Now, what Ecoject does is you guys handle all the arrangements and the paperwork. And then the horses are actually transported on a commercial airline. Yeah, so what Ecoject is a full-service provider uh, with door-to-door service for the horses being picked up in Europe blood work organized, air freight, ground transportation, quarantine requirements done on the, on the, at the destination, and then the horse is delivered to the owner's doorstep. We handle the entire process. Wow. What is the bulk of the horses or livestock that you transport? Are most of them going to Europe? What destinations do does livestock fly to? Our main destination is Europe and, the, and North America, but we do fly all over the world. We go as far as India, we went to Southeast Asia, and basically you point at a map and they'll go there or we've been there. This is probably a silly question, but does livestock need to have a passport? So all horses have to have papers or livestock need to have papers. Horses specific have passports, equine passports that are required for travel. They contain all the necessary information when the horses were vaccinated last, chip numbers, marking diagrams, and in most cases, also their pedigree and breeding. Do horses have a hard time when they're flown around? You'll be surprised. It's almost easier sometimes on them than trucking because once they load, if they ship before, they get on the truck and they can load right from the truck onto the pallet. Uh, it's a very smooth ride. The most stressful part is the takeoff and landing. But once you're in the air, you have the occasion of turbulence, but there's no turns, no stopping, no harsh accelerating. It's pretty smooth. Now, you said when the horse gets from the truck to the plane, are they in a, the same cargo container the whole time? Yes, they're usually in the same cargo container unless you have a stopover. Mm-hmm. When we get to the airport, the horses usually arrive in their trucks a few hours prior to departure. 
Then we transfer them from the trucks onto the air stalls. The air stalls then get weighed. Uh, the load master does that weight and balances. And from there, they get transferred to the aircraft and then loaded as directed by the load master. And if it's a flight, for example, from Amsterdam to New York, the horses stay in that same air stall the entire time, get offloaded in New York, go on a truck and go to quarantine. If we go as far as, let's say, India or any other destinations, other parts of the world, be in transit, usually in Europe, we fly to either Frankfurt or Amsterdam or Liège in Belgium. The horses come off for the night, go in the stall, rest, and then catch that connecting flight the next day. Excluding uh, takeoff and landing, is it pretty much about the same as trailering a horse down the road? It is actually easier because when you trailer, you have to worry about other people. You have to worry about traffic, sitting in traffic, stop and go, turns, harsh accelerating or uh, stopping. So that once you're in the air, that is a very smooth process and travel experience for the horses. And a lot of them come off the plane quite relaxed and refreshed. That's, for instance, why a lot of racehorses fly to their to their races. For instance, a lot of racehorses or even big show jumpers and competition horses because they get there quicker and much more refreshed than going on the trailer if it's a long haul. Well, so, for instance, we can pretty much guarantee uh, from most major destinations or origins on the East Coast to the West Coast and vice versa within 12 hours door to door. And then do the horses uh, experience a jet lag of sorts? Um, there's been a lot of studies done on that. When do the animals actually be, um, have a jet lag and if that, if that happens to them? And a lot of them deal with it quite well and they get a, a jet lag after three to four weeks and kind of start acclimating with that. Um, for instance, the German team, when the Olympics were in, uh, I'm trying to think, was it Hong Kong? I've forgotten. The German team flew the horses over quite early, six weeks prior. Uh-huh. to the Olympics, thinking that the horse would acclimate to the climate, and they completely got out of shape, got into a little bit of jet lag, and did, that team did not perform well when they did that. So uh-huh. now they're all going there pretty quickly before the, before the competitions. And so when they're flying, do they, do they actually have a person on that plane that knows something about horses? Yes, and that is, that is mandatory. Certain airlines have a requirement and how many grooms per horses they want to send. A lot of the owners for the experience, uh, for the show horses, they send their own grooms with them. Those grooms all have flown and are quite experienced with the aircraft and know what their horses need during flight. And if you don't have owners to plan their grooms wanting to send their own grooms, we do have qualified trained grooms that fly for us all the time and have quite the experience. We'll hear about the planes horses travel on, but first, this from Total Saddle Fit. Total Saddle Fit makes the Shoulder Relief Cinch. With its unique shape and contours, the Shoulder Relief Cinch redirects the latigos of your saddle to improve your horse's range of motion in the shoulders. The Shoulder Relief Cinch is robustly padded and cutaways in the places where your horse needs it. Total Saddle Fit wants you to try this innovative new take on the cinch by offering free worldwide shipping. That's right. Try it for 30 days risk-free. I've got one I use on my quarter horse mare Jesse and my Mustang Scratch. And I really like the look and feel of the shoulder relief cinch. 
Over 10,000 riders rely on the shoulder relief cinch. Find your perfect size, color, and material at totalsaddlefit.com and tell them you heard about it on the Woe Podcast. What type of planes are the horses flown on? So the majority of the horses fly in either 747s or 777s. We have one airline, KLM Airlines. It's a Dutch airline. It's the last airline that flies an aircraft called a 747 Combi that has about 250 passengers on board. And the last third of the main deck position, what we call it, is a cargo area. That's where we can have up to six horse stalls on there. Let me see if I got this right. So in a uh, commercial plane with a lot of just regular passengers on there, there may be six horses in the cargo hold? There might be up to 18 on the cargo area, yes. So you might go on this flight and fly from Amsterdam to New York or New York to Amsterdam and sit in row 40 or 45, and all of a sudden someone opens the door and you smell horses or hear the knicker. Quite a a uh, unique aircraft. The advantage of that is it is on time. It's very scheduled, very regular, because if that plane doesn't go on time, you have a lot of angry passengers. What happens with some of the cargo planes, they may or may not wait for some cargo, or some of the airports have delays, and they sometimes do not run on schedule. Wow. That's amazing. I never realized that. People and horses were were traveling on the same airplanes. In your experience, has there been any... uh, adventures with horses and flying? I mean, we did have adventures that horses got upset or weren't happy in their stalls mid-flight. And then it's a challenge and for the grooms to keep the horses calm and relaxed and ensure that they get safely to their destinations. But you don't like tranquilizing them, do you? Uh, we, we do tranquilize them if we feel it necessary, but you, you have to be careful because you don't want them to get too too sedated that they then lose their footing and potentially slip and fall. Because once they fall in the air stall, that's very difficult to get a horse back up in that. Right. So if somebody wants to transport their, their horse by plane, how far in advance do you need to book a ticket? We typically um, like to have about a working week's notice to get quarantine space, all necessary permits and blood work in place. And what, about, what are the quarantine they're different for different areas of the world. So two main categories are Europe. Europe is considered when you import from Europe to the United States, it's called considered a three-day quarantine. So the horses arrive, have to do a minimum of 42 hours at the USDA, which where they all, mare, style, and geldings, all get blood tested for pyroplasmosis, durian, glanders, and coggins. After that initial 42 hours, geldings are free to go and can go onwards to their new destinations, mares and stallions from there on have to go to what's called a CM quarantine. There they get tested for a contagious disease. Mm-hmm. It's contagious equine metaritis. Uh-huh. It's a basically a d- disease that gets transmitted through the breeding act. So mares get tested for that. That test process takes about 14 days. And then once cleared, they can go on. Stallions, that test takes about 36 days, they have to life cover two mares and then keep going on from there to Europe, uh, to their final destination. Wow. That's an interesting thing. The, the stallions have to life cover two mares before mm-hmm. they, they can go on. Very interesting. And then we have South and Central America. It's called considered a seven-day quarantine. And those horses just have to get blood tested and monitored for those seven days. 
and then are free to go. Uh, South and Central America is considered uh, CM-free, so we don't have that quarantine requirement. Have you ever flown with horses in the cargo hold? I have. have. What's that experience like? It's quite unique. Certain airlines, that let you stay with the horses during takeoff and landing. And it's interesting to see how the horses uh, balance and brace themselves during that process and how they're handling and managing it. Other airlines don't. But once you're in the air with them, it's, they hang out, they eat grass, and they're re- usually pretty relaxed. And it's quite uneventful. Can you tell us any stories about maybe famous horses that you've been involved in transporting around the world? Um, you know, quite the number of well-known horses, especially in the jumper business, that went to the Olympics, World Cup finals, Nations Cups. One of them is, you know, Chaco Kid for Eric Lamaze or Fine Lady, just to name a couple. Wow, that's, that's pretty cool. Well, this has been fascinating, Bastian. It's really interesting to think about horses jet-setting across the, the country and around the world. You have an exciting life. It's definitely interesting, keeps on our toes, and no day is the same. And we get to see definitely interesting parts of the world that we would have not gone otherwise. How many uh, people are on your team? We have a team of six full-time employees, and then probably about 10 freelancers that help us at the airports with the loading and offloading process and fly with the horse. Well, it sounds like you do a fascinating job of taking care of horses when they travel. Thank you. Thanks for being on the Woe Podcast. This has been very interesting. I loved hearing about it. Thanks, John, for having me, and have a good day. That will do it for this episode. Thanks to Bastian for taking the time out of his busy schedule to talk to us today. I'll have the links to Equijet in the show notes at woepodcast.com. Thanks to Total Saddlefit for supporting the show. You can find every episode of the Woe Podcast at woepodcast.com. Subscribe on your favorite podcast catcher like Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and Google Play, and you'll never miss an episode. Have an idea for the show? Email john at woepodcast.com. Thanks again for listening and sharing the podcast with your friends and writing buddies. Until next time, for Renee, this is John Hare saying, go have some fun with your horses. Bye-bye, everybody.